A question that I'd like to answer in this video is a very important question. And it's a question that we preachers get asked uh, quite frequently. And that question is, how did you know that God wanted you to be a preacher? Sometimes the question uh, is asked by a young man who's considering preaching as his vocation in life. And the question is sometimes posed as, how can I know that God wants me to be a preacher? Am I called to preach? And that's an important question, and it's a question that Charles Spurgeon devotes an entire chapter to in his book titled, Lectures to My Students. And the title of the chapter is The Call to Ministry. And in that chapter, Spurgeon gives four lines of evidence that can show whether a man is being called to preach or not. I think you could probably distill them down into three questions to ask yourself. And those three questions are, do I want to preach? The second question is, can I preach? And the third question is, are people helped by my preaching? And so already you probably have come to realize if you're seeking whether or not God has called you into ministry, then you probably need to be in some fashion trying, preaching in some way, whether it's in a Sunday school setting or whether it's uh, in a nursing home ministry uh, or whatever it may be, there, you must already try, be trying to get your feet wet somehow in ministry. Uh, and that's the only way that you can really gauge whether or not God is directing you into pulpit ministry. And by this being called to preach, I need to clarify what I mean is the calling of a, of a man to be in pulpit ministry for his life's calling. Uh, that is, you'll be the guy pastoring the church. You'll be the guy preaching in the pulpit uh, nearly every Sunday from that church. If you're considering whether or not that's for you, whether God has called you to that, then that chapter in Spurgeon's book is a chapter you should read. Uh, but to get back to what Spurgeon said, he lays out four lines of evidence that can be indicators showing that God is calling you into the ministry. And the first line of evidence, he says, is, quote, an intense, all-absorbing desire for the work. There must be this all-consuming desire to preach the word and to shepherd souls. And it's not just an infatuation with ministry. Some people get infatuated with this idea of what ministry might be. Uh, they think maybe there's, you only have to work one day a week or perhaps it's an easy life and they don't see that there is a behind the scenes day-to-day -day grind that takes place. So it's not a, an infatuation to it. It's not maybe some sort of a romanticized ideal of what uh, ministry may be, but rather it is this passion, this drive to preach the word and to teach the word of God to people. You've got to have that. And Spurgeon goes on to drive home the point that if you do not have a divine call on your ministry, then when trouble comes and you're tempted uh, with discouragement to quit, then if you don't have this divine call to buoy you through those storms of life, then you will probably sink. So don't get into ministry full time unless you know that God has called you to it. Uh, and that first line of evidence is, do you really want to preach the word of God? 
the second line of evidence is, as Spurgeon puts it, an aptness to teach and some measure of the other qualities needed for the office of a public instructor. That is, you need to have at least in some small measure, not just the desire to preach, but the ability to preach. That doesn't mean that your first sermons are grand or eloquent or flowery. Um, your nickname's probably not going to be the uh, boy preacher with the golden voice, but there needs to be at least in the get-go from the starter gate uh, an aptness to teach and preach the Word of God. Uh, as Spurgeon says, if a man be called to preach, he will be endowed with a degree of speaking ability which will cultivate and increase. So look at it this way. The call of God is really a, a spiritual gift. Uh, and we all have spiritual gifts. All Christians have spiritual gifts. Preachers have, as one of their spiritual gifts, the ability to teach the Word of God. And the third line of evidence that Spurgeon offers us in this chapter is uh, a man who seeks pulpit ministry must see a measure of conversion work going on under his efforts. That is, if you're called of God to preach, then there must be some measure of fruit for your gospel labor. Have folks been saved through your own personal Christian ministry, whether it's evangelizing your friends, co-workers, and family, or perhaps it's the labors you've uh, engaged in in Sunday school, or maybe street preaching, or whatever uh, gospel labors you've been involved in. Has anybody gotten saved because you've given in the gospel? This is the seal of a God-called ministry. Folks are getting saved by your preaching. Spurgeon adds, uh, as a final line of evidence, that is, that if a man has truly been called to preach, then his preaching should be acceptable to the people of God. Now, I know that some, when they hear that, may cringe at the idea of using a church's approval as an indication of God's calling. But Spurgeon makes a good case when he says, whether you value the verdict of the church or no, one thing is certain, that none of you can be pastors without the loving consent of the flock. And so if you think about it, one of the ways that God shows his men that he has called them is that his people recognize that the calling of God is on your life and they will call you to be their pastor. That's assuming this is a godly church, a Bible-believing church, led by godly men who've uh, sought God's uh, leading and guidance in their call of you as a pastor. But that is one of the seals of God's call on you when God's people say, this is the man that we want to be our minister. So finally, let me challenge you to begin immediately working in gospel ministry. Don't be these who sit on the sidelines waiting for an opportunity to serve God. You, we are surrounded by opportunities to serve God. If you're not a member of a local Bible-believing church, then you need to become a member of one immediately. And sit under the tutelage of a local pastor. Uh, seek his help, seek his input, seek his guidance. Teach a Sunday school class or go street preaching or preach in a nursing home where uh, the restrictions allow that currently. Uh, but do something about preaching. I close with these words from Spurgeon. Fervent lovers of souls do not wait till they are trained. They serve the Lord at once. And to that I say amen. <laughs>